It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. Ears Up Podcast coming at you. And we have a good show for you. If uh, if the late start for our live listeners uh, wasn't enough of a debacle, we have Jeremy on uh, already. Actually, let's just start the show with Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, guys. What's happening? Not much, man. Jeremy, of course, from Ears Up Podcast. Or Spectro Radio. Yeah, but I mean, honestly... <laughs> I'm really from in-depth. Ah, <laughs> that's right. yes. That's right. Uh, ears up, in-depth, the popular news program. <laughs> Jeremy's the Walter Cronkite of Disney News. Also the Supreme <laughs> Resort podcast. Also well. the Supreme. We will definitely get into that for Jeez, sure a little bit. What do on this show? I'm a little overexposed, I think. <laughs> no, you <laughs> could never happen. Oh. Uh, Overexposure, man. I've just been sitting here for the last forty minutes, trying not to throw my head against a brick wall, having so many audio issues and whatever. And then uh, uh, I figured it out. Terrence had no help in it at all. I sorted out the entirety of our problems, so you can all thank me later, individually, one by one, of course. Do not right at the yeah. Let me set a reminder. Okay. Please do that. Um, on the show today, Jeremy is going to be talking to us about the music of The Lion King. And I'm pretty sure it's the animated one, not the CGI one, but I don't know that to be true. I would guess it's all of them. I'm so excited about this. <clears throat> Jeremy texts me. He goes, uh, are you going to be... Wa- I expect you to watch The Lion King to be prepared for my <laughs> segment. And I go, absolutely not. Yes, no, I'm not. literally not going to do that. <laughs> and he strategically told me last night at like 10, a- 10 p.m. that he said that. And so there was... Because otherwise I would have been like, let's put it on right now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen The Lion King, I think, at yeah. one point in time. Mm-hmm. See, that's what... That makes me mad. Oh. Okay. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those movies that you watch. Yeah, it's it's a movie that you watch. No, is this, once. Is this the movie that Jeremy? Is this the only movie that Jeremy watches? I can't remember because there's no one Titanic is the only movie he watches. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I've spent a lot of time with this soundtrack over the last two months in in preparation for tonight. You and I have to say, yeah, I, I think it is my officially my favorite soundtrack. Really, my favorite movie soundtrack. I really, it's Damn. not getting old. Okay. I'm right there with you, to be quite honest. <gasps> really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really. I mean, part I'm of hoping... it is nostalgia, but also, like, yeah. Phil Collins everywhere. It's perfect. I thought Phil it was Elton John. Elton John. John. Yeah, that's what I meant. Phil Collins is Hercules. And Tarzan. Wow. Let... Tarzan, that's what I meant. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we suck. <laughs> yeah. Let September 12th forever be known as the day that Taryn <laughs> claimed the Lion King soundtrack as her favorite. And then proceeded to get the artist incorrect. <laughs> well, look, Elton John's even better. So, just actually, like, I just—I literally would just put Alice to bed and sang her um, "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." So, Aww. who sings that? Phil Collins, <laughs> Elton John. Oh, Elton John, that's weird. All right, right? I don't yes. know. Yes, I have no idea, man. But I do know that this episode is sponsored by Get Away Today, which is Disney's top wholesale partner. That will help you plan your Disneyland vacation with the best tips and secrets, all while making it affordable with their discount tickets, reduced hotel rates, and layaway plan. Head over to getawaytoday.com slash ears up and start planning your magical vacation. Do it now. Do it now. Tell them ears up sent you and use code ears up to save an extra 10 bucks on your SoCal vacation 
matching package. Be sure to use that URL so they know that we sent you. That's very important. Please, thank you very much. Man, uh, I was out getting a, a drink before the show. Uh, by the way, I, I I came in with a cup of coffee and a beer. <laughs> Perfect. Because uh, either I'm going to uh, finish this show or have a heart attack. I can't tell which. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're figuring it out. And <clears throat> I... I I have like such rotten dad brain. Like I'm just so just tired and focused on the kid all the time. I'm I'm exiting the kitchen and out of the corner of my eye I see this little head looking at me and I like instinctively just turn to smile to say, Oh hi Alice and it's it's Taryn's old like 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 bust oh, of a Barbie, Barbie that you can like style her hair or whatever, right? right. And it's, it's sitting on the coffee table, so it's just like 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 uh, slightly below the collarbone That's up. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god! I, I literally thought it, it, and I know for a fact that Alice is asleep because Taryn just put her down. Yeah. So she, I know she's, I know where she is, but at that moment, the only thing that height. That could be looking at me with eyes, with dead eyes, <laughs> wanting more and more as I give and give Jeez. and give more, and I can't live my life anymore. Um. <clears throat> anyway, are you okay? Yeah, man, it was fine. Uh, before we get to the show, find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pinterest. We have a new blog series, as a matter of fact. Our friend Eric is doing a blog series on drinking in Disneyland. It's awesome. I mean, I guess it's California Adventure, but like on the Disneyland Resort, he is our official libation coordinator. You can drink in Disneyland now. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I'll be honest. I, I love our website, but I hadn't really looked at our blog in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I looked at it the other day. There are so many cool things on there. Nice. We have a yeah. lot of um, guest writers, and there's just so much. Yeah. I, I actually was very impressed. You were impressed? I was very impressed by us. <laughs> very good. Yeah, um, so Eric, uh, his first blog post, I think it posted last week. I'm going to drop his other one um, probably next week. That's some content to, to keep dropping. Heather, our food coordinator, mm, food she's correspondent, great too. she's on her way to Disneyland Paris. Right now, awesome to do some food reporting for us. I flew her out on the the ears up, the ears yeah, up sorry, train. Guys. Yeah, you flew her out on the ears up train. Yeah, I flew her out on the ears up. Well, it goes fast. Sign me up for that train. <laughs> it's not a train you want to be a part of. No, it just it yeah. just doesn't. It just sits there and the windows move. Um, it's the ears up boat. So in two months she'll come back. It's actually a rowboat. Yeah. It's all self-powered. Uh, right. Um, yeah, so it's very exciting stuff. So we do have some Disneyland Paris food reviews coming up, and then some more from Eric. And then, as uh, Terrence mentioned, the Supreme Resort is finally available on iTunes and wherever finer podcasts are downloaded. Please do me a favor and find the Supreme Resort somewhere, wherever you have podcasts. Subscribe to them. Uh, rate them if you can. Uh, they do a very good job. I just edited the third episode, and uh, basically what the boys do is they um, determine which attraction or which ride between Disneyland and Walt Disney World is the supreme, and they take like an hour to dissect it all. Okay. So Jeremy's part of that. Completely Jeremy. Right, Jeremy? That's right. All right. I, uh, I, I bring it. I think I bring it to that. <laughs> 
as as the kids say. Yeah, it's already I, been brought. I do what's called bringing it. I don't know if you've heard of this, <laughs> but uh, this is what I, I uh, actively do. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited about that, Jeremy. I think the show is 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 really progressing, man. You guys are, are definitely finding your groove. It's very hard to not only be not be in the same room with everybody, um, but to just try to get a new podcast off the ground. It's tough. Well, it takes a little while to figure out each other's personalities and your you yeah. know, your groove. So, um, yeah, it does. It takes a, it takes a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, good stuff, man. I'm excited that your your third show is the Snow Monsters, right? Um, which is Expedition Everest in Disney World, mm-hmm. right? And then the uh, uh, Harold in at uh, Disneyland at the Matterhorn, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so it's not the ride; it's the specific character. Yeah. It, it's for this one, yes, but interesting. Correct? No, is that correct? It's the, no, it's the ride. It's oh, Everest right. versus it's, Matterhorn. No. Right. Oh, I can tell you who wins. Matterhorn wins. Are you? You haven't been on it. I haven't been on. You it. You haven't been Matterhorn. on Expedition Everest. I haven't been to Florida. Oh, well, I've been to Florida. Expedition, yeah. Expedition Everest is probably Expedition Everest is tight. The single best ride I've ever been on. Matterhorn. Is, yeah, no joke. You guys like are it's all garbage. Incredible. Really? Is it's, that good? It is that good. It was okay. like, I was blown away. We okay. were very drunk. I argued. <laughs> oh, I didn't argue in that one. I was right. the judge. I you were the judge. That's right. I was the judge. <laughs> I'm just a simple country judge. Now, I'm more of a Judge Judy. Oh. <laughs> I told Jimmy not to pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope you really did. That's pretty good. I actually didn't, but now I'm annoyed I didn't. But <laughs> again, so. Hey, man. in my back pocket. We can cut that in. Yeah, I can cut that in. We'll record it after the show. I'll just slip it right in there, and no one will ever know. Yeah, Except like, there'll be no doesn't reaction. Doesn't make any sense either. Like I just, <laughs> we'll start the show with it. Uh, any feedback on this mess? Go to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com, which in your email client of choice, send show suggestions to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi to Bev and anything else comes to me, Jason. Earsup-podcast.com. If any of that is too much to listen to, go to our webpage and there's a contact us form. You can do whatever you want. I don't know, man. Send us cat pictures. I don't care. Send us something. <laughs> we have a little feedback. We do. Yeah, we do. And uh, it's interactive feedback, and I want everyone to participate, and it's going to be fun. Okay. This is from Ryan. He says, hey, all, what up, Bev? Hi. Like W-H-U-D-D-U-P. <laughs> Should I do what like up? the... What's up? <laughs> do whatever you want, man. Oh, this is your feedback, baby. Do whatever you need to do. That's it. That's all I got. What's up? <laughs> that was the worst, like the two years no, to be a human no, being. You know what made it better was was um, scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> scary movie made that thing so funny. That's all I think about now. When the I was hear. up guy. Yeah, I remember. I, I I think he. There was some issue about he that guy created the was and then Budweiser just marketed the hell out of it, and he wanted a bunch of money for it or something. He's like, I created was that. Right, right. Did you? Or is it just something that people have been saying for yeah. probably a couple of decades? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, he says, I love the show. I've been listening since 2015 when I was planning a trip to Disney and wanted that a little extra info. I've been on a streak of a visit a year. Uh, I live in Colorado, so getting to the parks is easy-ish, he says. However, my usual my usual visit is a one-day whirlwind of hopping line to line so I can see everything. 
That sounds tiring, bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For my golden birthday, I don't know what even that is, 21? That's when, no, that's when your birthday land, that's when you turn the same age as your birthday date. So, like, my, my birthday is on January 14th. Mm-hmm. My golden birthday was when I turned 14. No. Oh. Yours really? is gone. Well, mine's way gone. Yeah, kidding me? Yours, yeah. yours was when you were seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me five. Well, also, I'm 41, so there's no <laughs> there's no month coming up. Uh, for my golden birth, I didn't know that. Never heard that. My mom gave my fiant my fiant. Jesus, I'm tired. Do you want me to read it? I- no, n- no. <laughs> my mom gave my fiance and I a three day trip to Disneyland in late January. Well, that's cool. Normally, this guy gets one day. But now he has three? That's tight. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, so Star Wars Land is 100% on the plan. And we plan for after 117, so that Rise of the Resistance will be open. Smart. Mm-hmm. My fiance is from Florida, and I was an annual pass holder at WDW for a few years, but this is her first trip to Disneyland. I'm looking for tips on what to do with three days when you're with someone who's used to a marathon. Um, one day experience and ideas for first-time must-dos for folks who are experienced. In WDW, but not Disneyland. Keep up the great work. P.S. I love the in-depth show. Jeremy, this is for you and I. This is feedback yeah, specifically for us. But he wishes uh, he had it, that it had its own RSS feed. So, oh, like, we've we've debated this for for what seems like months. I know. And Ryan, I hate to break it to you, but I've been thinking about just making it a Patreon-only show. So I've been thinking about even taking it away from your... Nor- he goes, I prioritize news podcasts so I can stay up to date on them and listen to uh, less time-sensitive stuff when I have the time. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, he says, I miss sabers and superpowers. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So this is One. clearly from Anthony. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get Anthony to redo that show for literally since he stopped it. And uh, now that he's settled in out here in the Bay Area, he's working for some video game yeah. company. Yeah. Um, I think I'll have time. And I think I'll have more connections to do stuff and come in and record or whatever. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so I wanted us to all just kind of give a couple of things. First time stuff to do. Used to Disney World, not Disneyland. What do you do? Terrence, go. Matterhorn. Um, I actually contacted him and talked to him a little bit about it. And so he wanted to... Uh, so no- you stole the thunder of the segment? Seriously. Yeah. No, because I asked for some clarification. <laughs> so, um, think, yeah, obviously Got things em. that you can't do in Florida that you can do here. And yeah. no real budget. And they drink. Okay? Perfect. Yeah. All right. Love so it. Matterhorn, only place in the world where you can ride it. Um, I said Radiator Springs Racers because mm-hmm. I think that's really great as well as guardians of the galaxy just so you get to see the difference yeah um <laughs> bev bev looks like she just smelled rotten eggs the whole point was she's never been to disneyland yeah and you wanted to experience things you she can only see in disneyland yeah okay. so okay. uh that i said okay. check out the disneyland hotel a, a lot as well and take time to watch the parades and world of color um and drink <laughs> so Car- like Carthay, go to Sonoma Terrace, um, walk right past Ballast Point in downtown Disney, oh, yeah, go yeah, to Trader yeah, Sam's yeah, yeah. instead. Yeah. That, those are my suggestions to him. Beverly. Okay. So I understand where Terrence is, what Terrence is saying, because, <laughs> but I don't agree with those choices. All right. Um, Indiana Jones, because it's great. Um well, I mean, to, to follow Terrence's thing, it's the only place in the world you can ride right. it, right? Indy, yeah, yeah, it's the only Yeah, it's, and it's also um, way better than the Matterhorn. Oh, my God. So I'm going to beat the hell out of you. I mean, one crap hundo. out of you. Yeah. Heck Ever. fire. Heck yeah. fire. <laughs> I sure as heck fire remember you. Jeez. Oh, Dang it. Phil? 
Ned Needlelander. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> Ryerson, thank you. Um, I would recommend going into the Grand Californian. Sure. California, California Grand Casino, Everything. throwing 20 bucks on the blackjack <laughs> yes. table. Um, and, uh, and drinking at their bar, like hanging out in their lounge. It's at Carthay. No, no, no. Grand California, the the Hearthstone, yeah. The the two or three times Taryn and I have done that, we've gotten terrible service and terrible drinks. I've never had bad service, and I've always had had great. We we had Bloody Marys. I know we've talked about on the show, but we've had Bloody Marys. I see you. Yes, I see you. I see you. We we had Bloody Marys. Taryn and I each made by the same bartender at the same time. They were different colors. Yeah, yeah. One was brown. Literally, we had one, and the other was almost like pink. It was. It was like not. It was. Not good. Okay, that's. I've been there. Bad. I've been there two to three times. One time was uh, with you guys after the run and a full day in Disneyland. Yeah, and the service was terrible, and I was just glad that I actually got a drink. <laughs> yeah, because it took forever. Bad. Yeah, it was so bad. But maybe it's done. Maybe it's redone now. I'd say Napa Rose. If you're going to go any place in there, Napa Rose instead of Hearthstone Lounge. Just keep hearing good things. We still yeah. haven't been there yet. Or Steakhouse 55. Steakhouse 55 is, is Dis- Disneyland <laughs> Hotel though. When did we go to stay? Oh, we did. You're right. Okay. New yeah. Year's Eve. Yeah, you're like, right. Yeah. No biggie. Right. No. No big deal. No. NBD. Yeah, I almost got in a fight later on. <laughs> I, I remember that, that story. Rockabilly guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you, were you done? I'm not done. Okay. Um, definitely go to Trader Sam's. But sit inside, not outside, because if you want to talk about terrible, terrible service, don't sit outside. Um, yeah, and then I would bad. say, even though it's kind of a mess, uh, watch World of Color. Okay. Again, the only place you can see it. Yeah. Taryn? Uh, I was going to say uh, Tower of Terror also, because mm-hmm. it's different. Um, you mean Guardians of Guardians the Galaxy. Guardians of the whatever. Yeah. Um, it's actually yeah. really fun. I was also going to say Trader Sam's, and I don't think it matters if you're outside or inside, or if the service is bad or good, because you have time. You have three days, so... Enjoy yourself either way. Okay. Um, I was also... A little pushback on Bev there. That's nice. I like it. (laughs) I like this. Sorry, Bev. Yeah. Um, We'll settle this the iron way. (laughs) Definitely go into the uh, firehouse. There's nothing to do Ah, there, but just take a a wander in there because it's not a... I don't think it's at uh, Disney World. No. Um, You're talking about right next to City Hall, where just yes. below Walt's apartment. Yes, that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Just take a look at there. There's some really cool stuff in there, yeah. which goes along with my next one, which is just take the time to look at some details. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that at Disney World too, but for you, since you have three days, just look at stuff, listen to the music, sit on Main Street for five minutes, cool stuff like that. And then my last one is um, see uh, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. It's really boring, but do it after you're done, <laughs> after you're tired, and it's really hot. Oh, it's January. It's January. Well, but still. It, it also, could be nice. I will, it could be 70s. Yeah. I will say, like, the, the time frame that you are going is my favorite time frame, because that's, that's usually when I go to Disneyland, because mm-hmm. it's right around my birthday. Mm-hmm. Your For birthday, sure. too. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's the best time to go, because it's not blazing hot. It's not super crowded. It's literally the best. You're, you're picking the best week. Everyone yeah. just got back into school from, yep. from uh, Christmas break. Christmas. It is it's perfect, perfect time to go. Yeah. So good job on the choosing. Yeah. I would actually also just quickly say, uh, what's the, the Star Wars ride that's open now? Smuggler's Run. Don't wait more than 35 minutes for that ride. <laughs> well, by the time he's going, the, the second one will be open. I can't imagine that one's going to be longer than no, it's gonna be half like five an minutes. hour. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you have for Ryan? Okay, well, my first advice is because he's used to a really sprawling resort and doing these marathons, my first advice is breathe. 
you've got three full days, mm-hmm. two oh, parks. True. You have time, so yeah. don't kill yourself. Yeah, please don't um, do that. My first two are two that you can definitely safely avoid, especially if you're going in January. You don't need to ride Disneyland Splash Mountain. It sucks compared to Florida, and it's going to be January. Don't get wet on a worse ride. True. Uh, You also don't need to do Big Thunder because it's basically the same. Here's what you should do. (laughs) Their Pirates is better and longer. Go on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ride the monorail. Because the monorail is an attraction in Disneyland, and it's really a conveyance in Disney World. You Ooh. enjoy the twists and turns. Good word. Good word. Good job. My uh, dude. I like it. My man. <laughs> word of the day. Small <laughs> World is very similar, but the facade in Disneyland is stunning. So if you yes. don't go on it, please go back and take a look at that beautiful piece of artwork by mm. Rolly Crump. That's right. Uh, or Raleigh Crump. Is it right? Rolly. It's Rolly. It's Roland. It's Roland. Yeah. We're friends now. I, I agree. World of color. Because you can't see it anywhere else. Ride the Disneyland Railroad. Um, and I, I agree with Bev that Napa Rose. Or no, did you say that, Bev? No, that I did was not. Me. That was Terry. That was me. Napa or, Rose is a great place for a glass sorry. of wine. Mm-hmm. And this is my last. Uh, enjoy the musical stylings of the Disneyland band because the Main Street Philharmonic in Disney World does not put on quite the show that the Disneyland band does. Can I add one real quick? Sure, man. Yeah, write Mr. Toads because you can't write it in Florida anymore. That's good. That's very good. Here's what I would do, and it's sort of what Taryn and I did when we were tackling Disney World, is the first time we went to Magic Kingdom, we rode everything that we couldn't ride. In Disneyland, okay. which was like um, the People Mover, and just kind of all the rides that you can't do in Disneyland. And then I would ride all the stuff you can do in Disney World to compare it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the Haunted Mansion is very different. Ours, I think, is better. Um, when does it start? Oh, yeah, I wonder I if the mansion it, would be closed or maybe first of February. Yeah, I don't think it'll be closed. It'll be. Uh, it'll be closed. Yeah, okay. Well, that is too bad. Um, but definitely do those comparisons, especially for a fiance who's who's never been, just to see the. I mean, w- look at her face. Try to take a photo, honestly, of when you guys walk in and see that castle because Main Street is so claustrophobic and so different. That whole area is so different. She's going to feel like she's in someone's backyard. It is, it is incredible, but definitely get a list of all the attractions, all the stuff you can do in Disneyland, see what you can't do or what's maybe original. If you're kind of into that whole thing and, and do those definitely spend some time in Star Wars land. It sounds like you're going to anyway. Taryn and I were there for four hours and we left a little early to be honest, because we were kind of like, Nah, we, we're kind of done. It's kind of well, fine. we ran out of money also. Well, that's true. With Rise <laughs> of the Resistance being open, though, I imagine that line is going to be pretty long. So you're probably going to have six hours in Disneyland or in, in Star Wars land, I would I would guess. Um, I would definitely do the monorail. Definitely ride the train all the way around so you can see Primeval World, which is sort of amazing. Yeah. Um, don't stay away from Toontown. Go to Toontown. Don't let all the haters get you down, man. Don't fight in Toontown, but definitely go check it out. Um, DCA, Carthay. Try to get a reservation at Carthay yeah. for dinner. Yes. Not Carthay's Lounge or Carthay's Circle. You're going to want the firecracker yes. duck wings for yeah. appetizer. You're going to want the little cheese balls. And then um, and then everything else doesn't matter because it's all about the firecracker duck mm-hmm. wings and the cheese balls. And, the and I was going to say propose there, but you're already, you're already engaged. So why don't you just get married there? 
<laughs> Why don't you just do that? No, the Maitre D is, is licensed to the Life Church, the Universal Life Church. You can, but if if you if you make a reservation early enough, I think you can ask for like seating during the fireworks because they do have a balcony out there. It might be a little chilly, but that you know should be pretty fun too. But yeah. especially in DCA, do stuff you can't do. Monsters Inc. ride is rad. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is I've never been, but Taryn it's even right. liked it. Like there's a lot of cool stuff. Terrence is right. Definitely do Cars Land at night. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much to do. You have a three day trip, homie. You will do everything. Yeah. You will do everything, but don't rush. Like Jeremy said, breathe. Take a, take a breath. Chill out. Take a break if you need to. Go to downtown Disney. Grab some lunch at Ralph Brennan's or something like that. Pop back in, but just really. Stay up late. Bring some cocaine. No, I'm kidding. Um, Some mini thins. Take some mini thins and just never sleep. Never sleep. Um, You're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time no matter what you do. But definitely uh, I would... If anything, prioritize the stuff you cannot do in yeah. Disney World. And actually, I was—I meant to say this earlier, and I forgot. Um, and I know that I was the biggest person who thought this was ridiculous. But if if you really want to maximize your time and like just do as much as you can, obviously you do, but also not rush. Dude, pay for the Max Pass. Yes, yes. Max Pass. It's Thank worth, you very much. It's, it's I awesome. did it. I did it on my whirlwind trip with Abby, and it was just like worth. Every dollar, yes. and I'm the cheapest person ever. I was like, I'm never paying for that crap. Yeah. It was worth every dollar, a hundred percent. Taryn and I rolled it into our, excuse me, our annual passes yeah. for this year, and it, it's super worth it. Yeah, because you get the pictures, and I think today's the deadline to do the mom's panel. Yeah, that's what I. I so I, I did it. I submitted, and that's the the suggest. Like that's the question I answered is what would you recommend to, to a first timer? Mm-hmm. Max pass, absolutely. If you if you're a first timer, get a max pass because not only the fast passes are are, are you dope. You can be waiting in line and just choose your next fast pass. You yeah. don't have to run somewhere to get it, and then you have to wait. It's so great. It yeah, is. exactly. Um, but the photos, pictures are free, and you get to download them right to your phone right then. Yeah. Like that's the best part because you have that souvenir. I'm a I'm a believer in the max pass now. I wasn't before. I am I now. Hate that I am, but I am. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right. Well, there you go, You're Ryan. Definitely going to get it because you suggested in something that's an upsell. They're totally. You're, they're like, "Yep, this is it. This is who we need." <laughs> to, to be honest with you, that's why I did it. I wouldn't have normally done that, but I'm like, okay, thinking about it, going. That's actually a great thing because this is why we got denied uh, a, a Coviers. This is why Coviers got denied a, a booth at D23 the last time. Not last year, but the year before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because our product was promoting not buying their product is what they told me. I'm like, okay, so and that's it stuck with me since. Mm-hmm. And then I put it to use here. Finally, clicked. I'm like, okay, I'm just a little, you know, a little upsell, yeah. a little nostalgia, a little taste of nostalgia. But then, you yeah. know, spoon feed the the dollars. <laughs> here's a, here's your bill. Oh, did you want more? Here's more of your. Jeez. Anyway, Steakhouse 55. And there's all so much. Ryan, you're gonna have a good time, dude. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, the chat Uh-oh. added something. Um, a, do the churro challenge. Oh, my God. But, and, which is an excellent. <laughs> but uh-huh. even like beyond the churro challenge, just eat a churro because they are a thousand times better at Disneyland. The Walt Disneyland churros are awful. They're Walt horrible. Disney World? Yes. <laughs> Did Walt I say Disney Walt Disneyland? Disneyland? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm, dude, I'm broken inside <laughs> mentally and emotionally. Um, yes, the Disney World churros are garbage. Really? I still have that photo. I still have a photo. 
Taryn took of me, I look very confused with my churro because it's like if you took a churro, you know, the warm, soft, plump, almost gooey inside, yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. churro, warm, right, mm-hmm. big, like big, yeah. right. And you leave it in the sun for a year. <laughs> oh, jeez! That's the churro at Disney World, dude. It's it's it's, just it's dry. It's dr- it was brittle. dry. The like um, you know, it's like the star, like the star pattern, right? Yeah. Um, the the <laughs> sounds stupid, but like the length of the ridges, the yeah. ridges, yeah. The, the the length is longer, so the middle is tinier. Huh. So the gooiness and the pastry, because mm-hmm. it's look, it's a it's pastry. A, it's a pastry. Right. It should be fluffy. Yes. And crumped. Yes. And it wasn't. It was like. So angry. It was just solid. It was like, what is this? This is. It was not good. It was very atrocious. And on top of that, it took us forever to find one. There was one cart that we found in the Magic Kingdom. And it was in the. Prettier country. Prettier country area. area. Like that was it. America area. Anyway. That's enough definitely about that. gets several churros. Yeah. Um, okay, support ears up, please. Do me a favor. Head over to Etsy.com slash Coveers. Buy some t-shirts. I'm going to put a, a logoized t-shirt for the Supreme Resort, so if you guys can support that uh, awesome new show, that'd be cool. Spread the word, of course. But more importantly, go to Patreon.com slash ears up. Become a Patreon supporter of this show. The Patreon people that we have literally keep the lights on on this show. They keep us motivated to do the show. If it wasn't for people on Patreon, there would be no show, I promise you. So if you want to be a part of that uh, magic, and for five bucks a month, you get access to The Secret Show, which we have drinks and swears and all sorts of fun and conspiracy theories and you know stuff like that. So please do me a favor. Check it out. Patreon.com slash ears up. Become a Patreon supporter. It really uh, means something to me and means something to everybody else. Plus, here's what's happening. I know it's a lot of a lot of intro. We've been doing this for half an hour. We haven't gotten to the meat and potatoes of the show. But, you know, Christmas is coming up. Yes. Our favorite time. On December 14th. Now, this date, I just realized in the shower the other day, oh, not to give anybody a really awesome mental picture, um, <laughs> but um, if I get on the mom's panel, it won't happen because like training is for that is like literally like the 11th through the 14th or something like that, right? Yeah, so so I'll, I'll be in Florida. When we go <laughs> the shower. Yeah. What if we get it? Do we still cancel it? Yeah. If I if I get it, yeah, do you yeah. still cancel? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll switch because I need you guys all here. Um, we're doing. I'll be here. We're doing. A, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, just let me know before I spend money on a flight, please. Of course, yes. Uh, thank you for ruining it, Jeremy. No, I'm kidding. We are doing a, a, a Christmas show, a three hour. Christmas extravaganza, maybe two hours, I don't know. Uh, that's going to be our normal Christmas show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do some cool segments. Uh, Jeremy is flying out. He's going to be in the studio. That is a Saturday, by the way, I think at 3 p.m., so I'll have plenty of time, so you guys can tune into that. Then, directly after that, we're going to have a Patreon-only secret show. Bartender Brad is coming back. He's agreed. Brad! Oh, oh God. <laughs> Brad. Uh, and if you don't know about Brad, you should become a Patreon supporter at the $5 level or more and listen to the, la- uh, to the 100th episode because uh, it was or the five-year anniversary secret show. is pretty good. But anyway, Brad will be here making us cocktails. Um, and both of these are going to be a tiki theme. I have our, our friend Matt working on a logo right now. And potentially, if we get it done in time, 
We're going to sell glassware. Ooh. That'd be so cool. We're going to sell Mai Tai glasses. Love it. It's going to be a thing, dude. Right. Like, I I'm, love that. I'm very excited for this. And then, to top it all off. Top it off. After the secret show, we're going to be doing... A Patreon only. Now, this is any level Patreon. You can subscribe for two bucks if you want. I don't really care at this point. Everybody on Patreon. A karaoke jam. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <clears throat> Jeremy loves karaoke. We're going to invite, obviously, Bev's husband, Sam, to come down. Oh, Maybe gosh. the Schumans to come oh, and do some karaoke. Yeah. Oh, boy. And we'll probably just go until until the kid wakes up. I don't, I don't really know uh, when we'll stop. But it'll be for Patreon people only, so you can stream us doing karaoke and hanging out. Maybe doing a little bit of show in between. Um, if you guys want... Uh, uh, um, not suggestions, but uh, I was requests. Say, requests. Send, send requests or suggestions. We'll that would be great. Like, we'll have a tip button. Specify them. We'll like, t- yes. Terrence needs to sing something from yes. Sir Elton John. Yeah. Oh, that Give us biddies. Yeah. yeah. He was really good. What was that? <laughs> what soundtrack was that from again? Tarzan. Tarzan. The Lion Tarzan. King. Tarzan. It's from The Lion King. Anyway, that's what's happening. December 14th. Mark it on your calendars. Join uh, Patreon.com, please, for the love of uh, the show. Do it. We're gonna have a, we have a lot of good content coming your way. It's gonna be a good time. And the my tag glasses. Everyone on Patreon is gonna get a, a, a free at least a forty eight hour heads up because it's gonna be a pre sale. Nice. nice. Also, if you're on Patreon, you get twenty four to forty eight hour access to in depth before everybody else does. Nice. Nice. It's a lot of stuff. We're trying to you know trying to beef it up a little bit. So I don't want to derail the show, but are you gonna play my thing? I haven't even listened to it. Now would be the time. You should just do it. I know, but no, I haven't even listened to it. I know. Okay, you want me to listen to it? You want me to do it right now? I just think you should do it. Yeah, I know. There's nothing like live audio to really. um, (laughs) I wouldn't have to really derail the show if it wasn't good. I don't want to derail the show, but I'm gonna do it right now. I actually don't know where it is. I can't find it in the um, in the email, Taryn. It's the last one. I I mean I don't I don't. I don't have it, but so far this is going really good. <laughs> secret show, okay, here it's, it is. It's a secret show teaser that Taryn created, um, and she really wants me to play it. Everybody, so I'm going to do this. I'm happy with so it. everybody, and you did great. I just haven't heard it, and I just have I have very I have huge reservations about playing uncleared audio on the air. But for everybody who doesn't know. About the secret show, Taryn decided to make a little clip for you, a little, little, uh, we call a stinger. And uh, this is, uh, should give you a rough estimate about the secret show and what it's about. So let's, uh, let's take a look here. It's time for the secret show. So far, I hate it. So what is it? <laughs> we don't know, but you're invited to come along and sort of figure it out as we go, because that's kind of what we do. For you Patreon-only folks, you lovely, lovely people, this show is for you. The song is for you. We're going to be drinking on the show. It's not bad. It's not bad. But uh, to be completely honest with you, I am nervous about getting to the thicker portion of the drink. You know what I did on my 18th birthday? You went to Chuck E. Cheese? I went to Taco Bell and I ate 17 cheese chalupas. (laughs) Wow. What are you, calculator? (laughs) Taryn's brain is one big blooming onion. Blah, 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 blah. I have sang the thong song (laughs) to my kids and slowed it way down. She's got humps like a truck. (laughs) Truck, truck. 
Anyway, that's the secret show, everybody. Yes, well, well, welcome to the Ears Up Secret Show on the internet. Yeah, there we go. Good job, Taryn. Well, that was really good. There was the last part, but that's okay. Uh, that's, all right. that's fine. All right. Good job, Taryn. Thanks. You did great. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I can see why. I forgot about that thong song thing. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> I feel like we should play the end for Taryn. I cannot believe you. Here, here's the end of whatever she was talking. Uh, I can't. I can't fast forward it. Uh-huh. It's time. It's time. 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 Wicked. Wicked. It's. 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 It's time. For, it's time. It's time. It's. It's. Come on, it's drop time. The beat. <laughs> Uh, okay, whatever. Good job, Taryn. Thank you very much for forcing me to play that. You can let go of my arm now. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, I are talking about the Supreme Resort. I just got ahead of my notes. So now, uh, let's see, where are we? I need to figure out what computer I'm on here. Uh, now, God, it's like uh, the Kennedy Space Center over there. <laughs> it really is, dude. It really is. But uh, speaking of the Kennedy Space Center... Join us as we unravel the magic behind some of Disney's most beloved pieces of music. It's Spectro Time! This magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell Glimmering, shimmering, carouseling round the world tonight. It's Spectro Time with my favorite person... Mr. Jeremy. I hope... Hi, Jeremy. ...that... Uh, thank you. You're my favorite person, too, JP. <laughs> so Rude. Thanks, man. Uh, I hope that someone requests that we all have to sing that at the karaoke together. <laughs> Spectro magic? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'll, I will be mumbling so much. Is the... Can be mellow right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, is, you've got three months to prepare yourself. Is there a karaoke version of it? Like, basically, that's what I need to figure out is, is how to get karaoke into the living room. Because we can't do it all in the studio. Although, we probably could. But I think the living room would be better, yeah. We're gonna have so many people. That's gonna be the problem. Like, we're gonna have an audience out in the living room. So, it'll be it'll be a thing, but... I'm sure I have the underliner for that that track from this from the mm. CD. Yeah, I need words to light up on the screen in yes. time. Yeah. At least a bouncing ball or something. <laughs> I'll make cue cards and I'll get a laser pointer. Okay. You're going to be watching <laughs> oh Titanic and gosh. wandering across the street at that. So point. it'll be a rerun of last time. Yeah, yes. basically. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'm actually very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for Jeremy to come out because uh, I still have his shorts. He left his shorts here. Right. Yeah, I need those shorts. <laughs> I'm excited for Jeremy to come out for more than 12 hours. Yes. For real. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a good time. Remember that time, Jeremy, you came out for our fifth anniversary and insisted on getting a hotel room and then didn't leave our house till five in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Basically to go back to your hotel room to get your stuff and then leave? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Okay. Well, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was so drunk on the Titanic. Uh, Jeremy, uh, tell us about the music of The Lion King, please. I'm going to tell you about the music of The Lion King, but first of all, did you know that in its early days, it was actually titled King of the Jungle? Oh, I did not know Not as cool. But that was until they realized that lions don't live in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Oh, I guess they live in the Sahara, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good Uh, change they made. Good well, but you know, well, you why is, about it, why is the lion called the king of the jungle? 
I always thought it was called the King of the Forest. It, like you know, like the, the, f- the King of the Forest. You know, from the Wizard of Oz. Oh First of all, no. Second of all, no. Oh. The lion is always known as the King of the Jungle. Yes, it is. So why is he called the King of the Jungle? Lions don't live in the jungle. Eh, I can't get over for the ages. There's a YouTube video called Why is the Lion Considered the King of the Jungle? You can watch it later. Okay. I love YouTube. Uh, go ahead, please, Jeremy. Thank you for that. I did not know that. It wasn't originally intended to even be a musical. It was almost supposed to be more like an animated National Geographic special. Okay, getting back to their kind of roots there, huh? Sure. At the time, the movie Pocahontas was also in production at the Disney Studios, and that was the movie that everyone thought was going to be the big blockbuster. Pocahontas. That's the movie that had the A-team. Everyone who was anyone was working on Pocahontas. I mean, it So Lion King bad. was like the JV team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were like, okay. So no one saw this coming as a hit. Well, one day, executive producer Thomas Schumacher was having lunch with musical lyricist Tim Rice, who was fresh off his work on Disney's recent successful animated film, Aladdin, and he asked him if Lion King could ever be a musical. And Tim Rice responded, well, anything can be a musical. So, <laughs> Good answer. That's true. <laughs> right. Whatever you say, sir. <laughs> so now Tim Rice joins the production, and it was Tim Rice who was responsible for then suggesting to bring on Elton John to write the music to go along with his lyrics. That's right. I love Phil Collins. (laughs) (laughs) In the still of the jungle. (laughs) He told Disney that while he thought Elton John would be amazing, he said it doesn't really matter because you'll never get him. Uh -uh. He's too busy and he's too expensive. Yeah. He's too Elton. Yeah. Meanwhile, he like plays a gardener in weird movies. What? Yeah. He does? Yeah, some movie. I forget. Now, I don't know why that just stuck in my head. I apologize. Go ahead, please. I should yeah, never have said you. a thing. Uh, Elton John explained that he didn't need to be sold on the project. He embraced the challenge of doing something different. So he was on board from the word go. So Tim Rice was wrong. Well, he was right to recommend him. Wrong that he, wouldn't, that he didn't want to do it. So Elton John comes on board and gets to work. All right. So you've got Tim Rice writing all these wonderful lyrics and writing the tunes or melodies to go with the lyrics is up to Elton John. And Elton John insists on having all the lyrics first. He needs to see the whole thing. It's like a poem. So he's almost taking these poems and putting them to music. And he explained that he needs to hear all the words first to really understand the full message and the full story. And then, and only then, can he write a tune that is appropriate to carry those lyrics. You know, Number I, one. I, I, oh, what? excuse me, I can understand that because like when you're, when you're reading like a copy or when you're reading ads or whatever, you, you got to read the whole thing first to understand how, like where the breaks are and all that. So me and Elton right. John are basically simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. If I make a mistake, ignore it. <laughs> God, something like my life. From the day we arrive on the planet And blinking step into the sun There's more to see than can ever be seen More to do than can ever be done 
the jam. Is that the uh, thrill of the night? Or? I'm gonna it's the thrill circle of, the of night. life. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna want to hear all of these. Oh, that, same. That man, yeah. I yeah. I don't know much about Elton. Sir, excuse me. First of all, it's Sir, Sir Elton. Sir. Let's give him the credit that the little man is due. He is. <laughs> he's like four foot. He's like negative feet. Really? And then bald. Yeah. And then not he's like bald. super tiny. Huh. Has anyone ever talked about the fact that he has like either a hairpiece or plugs? Because he was crazy right. bald in the 60s and 70s and all of a sudden a full head of hair. Dude, everybody has plugs. I mean, okay. you know, there's a lot of people in Hollywood that suddenly got hair. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shatner. Yeah. Shatner. Thank you. Kevin Hart, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anyway, go ahead, please. That was very good. It was good, and you, you know, I think when I first said that we were going to, that this was my favorite soundtrack, there were some, uh, there were some homes, some not, not some good faces in that room, and I think by the end of this, I may have changed a few minds, or I hope to. Uh, (laughs) So they've got their lyricist. They've got demo melodies coming in like that from Elton John. Now the movie's creators need someone to take those tunes and create a full motion picture soundtrack. The head of Disney Music at the time, Chris Martin, had a certain sound in mind that he kept coming back to over and over, and that was from the 1992 movie, The Power of One, number two. Honestly, I vibe this, dude, pretty hard, yeah. It really makes me think I'm walking through, like, um, Animal Kingdom. Yes, yeah. I actually, I really liked it as well. Yeah, that should be some Animal Kingdom area music. Isn't it? I feel like it is. I, I don't know. I'd have yeah. to do a little more work on that one. Wow, you didn't do that? <laughs> I think we just came up with that. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um... So he likes that. He wants it to sound like that. Well, it turns out that the composer of that soundtrack was none other than Hans Zimmer. And if you aren't sure who Hans Zimmer is, let me tease you with some of his other famous work. And there's no doubt you'll recognize him after you hear number three. Let me tease you, Nanny Nanny Doo Doo. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Dark Knight. No, I thought it was Got it. Pirates. What is this? Bruno? The soundtrack of Bruno. <laughs> I don't know. Pandora. Enya. Enya. Gladiator. Never no, seen it. Never seen Gladiator. Really? Actually, I think I have, but I, I didn't care about it. It's my vibe, though. Really? Yeah, I like it. Is this Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Oh, it's so familiar. Yeah. It is Pirates of the Caribbean. You're right. No. That was a different one. This is different? This is Pirates. The other one wasn't. This is Pirates. I love this game. This this is a good. Uh, I don't know what the Taren other is, one was. Taryn's kind of pumped, actually. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. 
Was the other one like Braveheart or something? It just makes me think of Orlando Bloom. Same, which is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> the one that you guys uh, weren't didn't get. It was a little bit more obscure. It's actually not a movie, but it's oh. a Netflix series, The Crown. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, I okay. love The Crown. Tricked, yeah, tricked. Yep. All right. Cool. Now, Hans Zimmer had no interest in doing The Lion King when he was first approached. Isn't he the guy who did the Men's Warehouse? <laughs> You'll like what? the way my music sounds. I guarantee, I guarantee it. Yes. I'm <laughs> pretty sure no. His name is Zimmerman. Zor- George Zimmer. Never mind. <laughs> Good. But ultimately, he saw the opportunity to work on an animated movie as something he could share with his then six-year-old daughter, Zoe. So, Zoe, thank you. Your dad did it. <laughs> You're welcome. So now, it seems, their musical trifecta is complete to create this Africa-inspired movie. German composer Hans Zimmer and Elton John and Tim Rice, both from the United Kingdom. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Yeah, 100%. You know what I think of when I think of a cl- traditional African music? is a German <laughs> and a British guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. Hans Zimmer is on the case. All right. In order to bring this Africa-inspired movie to life, Hans Zimmer wants to bring in Lebo M., a South African singer-songwriter he had worked with in the past on a few previous films. He had the perfect voice for the film. Hmm. The problem was Lebo M. had hit some hard times, and no one knew where he was. (laughs) (laughs) Dang I don't know why that's so funny. I hate but when like, that happens. Yeah, that sucks. We're the worst. <laughs> I don't well, know why you know, so it's hilarious. 1993. It's not like you can Instagram message him or tweet at him or you know, send him a text. If you don't know where someone is in 1993, you just got to wait for him to show up. Yeah, you, can, you can't even call. <laughs> that's true. You just got to wait for him to show up. <laughs> in fact, at the time, he had been parking cars in L.A. just to make ends meet. That's, that's sad, no. man. Yeah, I know. I know. So Zimmer knows he wants Lebo, but no one can find him. Right. So he has to press on. And so he, he keeps on working on the orchestration. In his initial thoughts for the soundtrack, Hans Zimmer was only considering using African choirs and percussion and calling it a day. For this African movie, he didn't think uh, there was any point in booking an orchestra. But as he further understood the depth and seriousness of the story, he realized that he needed the emotional power of an orchestra to combine with the percussion and the choirs to deliver the soundtrack. But he still doesn't have his friendly Bohem. One day, he invites the film's producers and other leadership on the film over to his studio to listen to some of the demo tracks that he has put together for the film. Take a listen to one of those, number four. hear the that that musical part like the mm-hmm. the lead vocal line over top of that it's so good it's that was beautiful i have no idea what it's from i mean i imagine it's the lion king but like, <laughs> it's, it's still the circle of life oh, okay. yeah it's cool but it also doesn't it just doesn't very sound very cinematic i don't know why it, it, it me, sounds like yacht rock it sounds like yacht rock and 
Uh, play it again. No. <laughs> but, but I, I liked the fact, that if, if Jeremy didn't say it, I wouldn't have really been able to pick out the fact that it is an overlay of a symph- uh, symphony on top mm-hmm. of the African, the you know traditional African sounds and percussion mm-hmm. with the drone of um, the synth the entire way through. There's no gaps at all in that song. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. absolutely love it. Well, good job, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, good job picking that one yeah, out. Yeah, it was tough to write. I got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, but it, it's and it sounds pretty good, and it's only a demo. That's you know? true. You yeah, I think that hasn't even been played by a full orchestra yet. So they must have known that this is going to be good. So on that day, the Disney producers—they're all over at Hans's studio. Well, who pops by just to say hello? Walt Lebo M. <laughs> How does he pop by? How does he know? He was well, parking he was, a car he outside. He was yeah. parking cars. <laughs> yeah, he worked at the <laughs> I wanted um, to tell you. Well, he knows they know Hans and he know each other, but you know, like, okay, it's kind of falling out of touch. So he come. He, so Le, so they're like Lebo. Thank God you're here. <laughs> the soundtrack's a little flat. You have to come on in. You have to work on this movie. And he's got like two of his friends with him. Yeah, he's like, but I have to park the car. I cannot. I cannot. Right. I cannot stay. The other two car parkers are there. They're like, they're like, does this guy have food? Uh, <laughs> Just imagine it's the scene in, in Police Academy. It's not going to fit. The lot's full. <laughs> park the car. I cannot. Well, it turns out that it's very helpful that he has two friends with him. <laughs> so the first question he asks is, he's like, okay, well, what is this movie about? So they explain to him that it's a story about a young lion who loses his father in tragic circumstances and ultimately has to rise up to his responsibility as the king. So Lebo gets very contemplative and he walks away for a minute. He jots down a few notes. They're like, mm-hmm. Walks back and he says, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so Hans plays back that musical track and Lebo and his two friends with him start this chant. Ingunyama Ingwe and Amabala. Take a listen, number five. Jeez. So the producers hear this, that chant section, and they huddle together in the corner for a chat. And Hans thinks he's getting fired <laughs> because thinks, basically he thinks he's getting them, fired or he thinks Lebo's getting fired. He thinks he's off the film. Oh, OK. All right. Well, think about it. He, he just played them. <laughs> he literally pulled in three parking attendants and had them <laughs> chant over his music and said, here, Disney, right. do you like it? Yeah. Right. Um, fortunately, what they heard was beautiful. And instead, the producers loved it and they wanted more. So it's all coming together now. Lebo M gave the film authenticity. It was a person from Africa telling us what it's like. This is not a bunch of Disney creatives telling us what they think Africa is like. That's right. It's not Joe Rohde going to Africa and coming back and going, (laughs) this is what it is. Right. Look, I got an earring. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I literally almost fell out of my chair. But now the producers need something. That they like that chant. That's great. Now they need a cry. They need something to beckon the animals of the African plain to Pride Rock. Lebo himself takes that job on board, famously opening up the film number six. 
Please tell me that. Please tell me that uh, the back, the backing vocals of that were his other two parking attendant friends. <laughs> I would just love. I, I don't know why. I would just love that. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I love okay. everything about that. That just gave me goosebumps. Really? Yeah. It's, so it's seriously like it. It actually made me judge Terrence immediately because I'm like, how can you not think this is the greatest movie that's ever been on TV? I mean the big Film. screen because the, the soundtrack can be <laughs> great, you. but I'm not. Eh. Movie itself oh God, is it's not so very good. good. The soundtrack is so, fantastic, though. So what do these chants mean? <laughs> I don't know. Ask the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of the neat thing. Is like you know we've we've heard it for so many years, yeah. and you don't need to know what it says. It's almost just like the human voices just become instruments. Like, no one knows what a drum says, right? Like, you really just hear music. Well, yeah. So it's kind and, of okay. That was deep. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> I mean, and that's really what, like, a lot of the ancient cultures depended upon. That was their storytelling. That was their way they communicated. That's, that's the way that they had, they invoked emotion out of one another. It's the earliest form of, of, of drama and emotion and stuff like that. It's just that human voice. So you're right. I have no idea what that means, but it's very passionate. And it pulls me in. He could be singing the the secret menu to In and Out. I have no idea, <laughs> but I, I it makes you feel something. And, and yeah. yeah, humans are weird, man. That pulls that secret menu pulls you in too. Don't underestimate it. <laughs> I would never. Well, the chant that the producers first heard uh, was that Zulu chant that works as the underliner in the score, and it says Ingunyama Ingwe Anamabala, and it repeats. Its literal translation is lion, leopard, open space. Huh. Well, it's, uh, it's not as um, uh, elegant, I think, as, as it sounds. <laughs> um, right. But it's, you know, it, it's hard to translate literally from, uh, you know, a, a, an evocative song to yeah. English, it's which so- is a clumsy language to begin with. Can you say the words again? Ingonyama, Ingwe, and Amabala. Ah. It sounds better than just saying lion, leopard, and an open space. Like, that wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be the same. Well, no, because I, m- I imagine the open space has more meaning than just open space. Like, right. to them, it's probably the, the, the wide. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Petros, you are so smart because Thanks. languages don't always translate so well, literally, as you said. And you have to understand that there is Zulu meaning attached to these words. The idea that a lion and a leopard, who generally do not get along very well, in fact, leopards are known to try to attack and eat young lion cubs, are being invited with all the other animals into an open space, who these animals are generally meals for the lions and the leopards, Mm. symbolizes a truce happening here amongst the animals. Does it symbolize? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Continue, Jeremy. I'm not All the animals and their enemies are being called into an open space, which they wouldn't ever normally do together, to bow down, put aside their differences, and see the new king. 
So you there's there's context here. Well, what about the first opening line you ask, Jason? <laughs> that is Nats Ingonyama Bagiti Baba Siti Um Ingonyama. Okay. <laughs> What? Very impressive. Yeah. Oh, it's like awesome vinya, I'm a deep in them now, something like that. So that literally, that line translates to here it is, a lion is coming, father. Ooh. Oh, wow. I like that. Now, the more common Zulu word for lion is actually not in Gonyama, it's Ibhubesi. So again, there's context here. When the word ingonyama is used, it's not a lion is coming, it's the lion <gasps> is coming. Wow. So that's that's important that they use ingonyama and not ibubesi. Now, we often call the lion the king. And when the Zulu are using ingonyama, they too are using this to describe something much someone much more important than any old lion, but the lion. So it's less a lion is coming, father, and more a king is coming father the lion king is coming father so that's those that's what he's first shouting that's the call now there's another piece of context here the word nonce that's the first word that you hear nonce also indicates something greater than just it mean you know it literally translates to here it is or look but if you take that into its context it more carries the meaning of behold so I could say, look, Jason, a tiki mug. <laughs> Where? I know, and you would look. Or I could say, behold, Jason, <laughs> the tiki mug. The vessel for your rum. And you would definitely pay $30 for it. <laughs> it's true. I love So a literal this. translation here comes off as mundane, look a lion. But a deeper look into these lyrics and their meaning reads, behold, the lion king father, which is quite a different feeling. There's one more passage that I want to translate, and that's Sio Nakoba Baba. The literal Zulu translation here is, we will win, Father. The use of the word Baba, or Father, punctuates all of these lines. Over and over, the vocalist is calling out to a father. Could this be God? We don't know, but it definitely elevates what's happening here. Then, like, look, Dad, a lion. Behold, we will win, God. Could it be Mufasa? It's unmistakable that the father is being called upon. We will win seemingly has an odd place here after we are saying a king is coming. But again, it could be a function of translation. An easy switch from win to overcome gives this a whole new level of gravity. So it's uncertain exactly what these lyrics mean. It could be a foreshadowing of the trials to come in the story. A king is coming, father. We will overcome because they've got some problems coming, as we know. No matter what, when the producers and the directors of the movie first heard what Lebo M had described in these chants, they said he immediately understood the heart of the film. And though English doesn't neatly translate these words as well as we might like, it's clear that behind these seemingly simple lyrics is a message that carries a lot of weight and, con and conveys the true heart of the story. Wow. So they've got the orchestration. They've got their opening cry, their African chanting and their drumming. Now they need a vocalist for the rest of the song who can sell this opening anthem. They considered the likes of Seal, Janet Jackson, and even Harry Belafonte to oh sing Circle God. of Life. Wow. And if you're not familiar with any of those artists, here's number seven. Oh, yeah. Baseline's good, dude. No, we're never gonna survive. 
Terrence feeling her ethnicity. Dude, this video, this video is good stuff, dude. This is good stuff. This is my karaoke jam. <laughs> Do it. I just thought the song was very sad. Shake, shake, Sinora, shake your body liner. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake it all the time. Work, 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 Sinora, work your body liner. Work, 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 Sinora, work it all the time. My girl's name is Sinora. This is my favorite episode ever. Harry Belafonte deserves two songs. You can't play one without the other. That's true. Agreed. 100% agree. Ultimately, they... And also, that song, here's a little uh, tidbit, Jump in the Line, it forms part of the area music of Disney's private island, Castaway Key. Mm. Um, And so you can hear it on Spectra Radio. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) .us. .us. Ultimately, they realized that no one could exceed the passion and authenticity they already had in the studio demo singer Carmen Tweely. She thought she had just sung the demo track, but the producers wanted it to be her. So she provided those now legendary vocals that open up the film. Take a listen to all of this come together in the circle of life. Number eight. I literally was tearing up. That's fantastic. I, I love it so much more now that I know what all that means. Yeah. Yeah. Hans Zimmer wanted to push the boundary of what the audience expected to hear from a movie about Africa. That if you're seeing Africa, you shouldn't only just hear the drums and Zulu choirs, but that the music could combine with the power of the orchestra with the percussion and choirs to create something unique yet universally understandable. Number nine.
So here's the thing. Zimmer had this idea to work with Zulu warrior tribes for the choral and African instrument work. Well, during his research, he found quickly that these warrior tribes don't have any indigenous instruments hmm. because they're warriors. <laughs> right. That's true. And when you're a warrior, you don't waste time hauling around guitars and harps and everything else. Yeah, I don't know. Bruce Willis plays a mean harmonica, and if there's, <laughs> if there's ever been a warrior, it's Bruce Willis. Well, Return on Lebo M's advice, they started bringing in drums from Senegal and Burundi and other places, and it started to create this pan-African sound that drew upon various different peoples and cultures from all around Africa. Take a listen to that number 10. I love that all of that works because they didn't try to replicate mm. a culture. That's true. Or, yeah. you know, or, or, or a, a vibe. You have the people who do it and feel it. Because a lot of this tribal music is, is feeling. It's emotion. It's not just, here's the note sheet. Here's a sheet of music. Go ahead and play it. It's right. never going to be the same thing twice. It's not the nutcracker or whatever, right? It's, it, there's, there's feeling for it. And if you, don't, if you haven't lived that, that life and heard the stories that you're singing about, you're never going to replicate it. That's true. It, it's beautiful. You. And it, it's, thank you. You can't under, I, I can't say enough about Lebo M's impact on this film because when you see the behind the scenes videos of them, rec- these, these choirs recording that, Lebo M is he- leading them. Lebo M is conducting mm. them. He's pulling that sound. He, re- he wrote it. He performs. And he's also pulling that sound out of these people. So it's, it's really, you, you can't say enough about what he did for this film. Imagine watching that like behind the scenes, however many years later, and then going, that dude scratched my Mercedes. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead. Like, it, just, it would trip me out. It's like, what? How, what? What's happening right now? That's actually part of the story that I really like the most. Like, he was parking cars. He was parking cars, dude. And and then he's he's leading an orchestra. Composing, yeah. It's amazing. Hans Zimmer was handed a difficult task scoring the various emotional scenes for this Shakespearean plot, because it's often been compared to Hamlet. Um, And he would stay up very late into the night listening to music to inspire him to find the right sounds for the scenes he was working on. For example, when Mufasa dies, there isn't much dialogue. The story is really told at that point through the visuals and the soundtrack. Zimmer needed to express the gravity and sadness of the death of a father while at the same time not making it a horrifying experience in a children's movie. Yeah. 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 One late night, he was up listening to Brahms' Requiem while trying to find the right tone to inspire him for the Mufasa death scene. Take a listen to Brahms' Requiem here, number 11.
It was that night that Hans Zimmer realized he was not only writing the soundtrack for his daughter Zoe, but also for his father, who also had died at a young age. Take a listen to what Hans Zimmer ultimately created to describe this heart-wrenching scene in a way that still speaks to all audiences. Number 12. Very like uh, trudging. I think it reminds me of just you're 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 forcing yourself like through molasses or whatever. Like it's like a swampy. You can't stop. You got to keep going, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah, morning, which is a yeah. good description of grief. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. The track Hakuna Matata was not originally <laughs> intended for the film. The original song, Warthog Rhapsody, also penned by Elton John and Tim Rice, was meant to be the duet featuring Timon and Pumbaa, the movie's comedic duo Meerkat and Warthog. Take a listen to this that never made it into the movie number 13. I get up when I lie, he's got it all worked out, I plan for days. I didn't like it. No, it's no. not. It was, well, it was not very good. It certainly doesn't have the uh, ability to stick in your brain no. <laughs> like a matata. Like a night. Yeah, it's, you know what I think the problem was is the chorus. He's got it all worked out like, I get it. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Let's go. Not for, well, far for me song. to criticize Sir Elton John. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. How dare you? Well, really, it was Tim Rice who wrote those lyrics. Yeah, well, forget him. Who cares? The song, of course, ultimately evolved into Hakuna Matata, which is Swahili for no trouble, according to Google Translate. (laughs) (laughs) It's always right. (laughs) Hakuna Matata, what a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata, ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for the rest of your day. All right. They're not long enough. <laughs> no, that one's fine. <laughs> Just want to yes. hear the whole sound. 17 <laughs> seconds, it's fine. Everyone's heard Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Another song from the movie that you may not recognize was cut from the original theatrical release, The Morning Report, sung primarily by Jeff Bennett as the voice of Zazu and Young Simba voiced by Evan Saucedo, is an extension of the scene in the original film where Zazu delivers a morning report to Mufasa and later gets pounced on by Simba, after which Simba starts singing it while scaring Zazu. Number 15. 
I gotta, I gotta be a, a, a car- character in a cartoon. I want to do voice work. That sounds like fun. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Chimps are going ape. Giraffes remain above it all. Elephants remember, though, tis what I can't recall. Crocodiles are snapping up no. fresh authors from the banks. Showed interest in my nest egg, but I quickly said no thanks. We haven't paid the hornbills, and the vultures have a hunch. Not everyone invited will be coming back from lunch. <laughs> This is the morning report. Gives you the long and the short. Every grunt, roar and snort. Not a tail I distort on the morning. We're dancing along with you, Jeremy. That was not my name. Oh, no, that was terrible, but Jeremy dancing in the camera made it all worthwhile. <laughs> That was, uh, I mean, I get where they were going. That's uh, pretty bad. Yeah, and then also hearing that, I could never be a character actor. That's too <laughs> hard. I really want to, though. How quickly your dreams are snuffed out by number 15. <laughs> um, so that track was cut from the original release, but it was later added with an accompanying animated sequence to the film for its 2002 IMAX limited theatrical release. The song is absent in a theatrical version of the 2011 3D re-release, but later reappeared as a standalone bonus feature on the Diamond Edition Blu-ray release. It also appeared in the original 1997 Broadway stage version of The Lion King, but the 2010 cuts to the Broadway version as well as the North American traveling tour eliminated the song completely. I believe the song can still be heard in London's West End stage version, but I had some trouble confirming that. And uh, so we don't know. Wow. They should really stop trying to crowbar that in. Clearly it doesn't fit the vibe, right? Yeah. Uh, Be Prepared is the anthem we get from Scar, our movie's bad guy. Tell me what to do. During production with Hans Zimmer and Jeremy Irons working through the song, the film's creators urged Zimmer to make the piece more Lenny Riefenstahl. Riefenstahl was a German who created the Nazi propaganda film Triumph of the Will. The imagery in the song echoes that movie with Scar perched high above rows of marching hyenas reflecting Adolf Hitler. While beams of light can be seen shining upward resembling the Cathedral of Light featured in in many of the Nuremberg rallies. Jeremy Irons is credited as the lead vocal in the piece. But in 2012, Jim Cummings. Why do we know who Jim Cummings is? I hate it when he does this because I don't know who Jim Cummings. He made the Cummings engine. Yeah, so diesel guy. Yeah, he's diesel guy. Jim Cummings is the guy who says, our story tonight, reflections of Earth. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Some imagination, huh? Yeah. Well, Jim Cummings is the voice of the hyena Ed. And in 2012, he stated that it was, in fact, he that sang most of the track and that Jeremy Irons only did some of the talking. But Jeremy Irons got credited. So Dang. that means Jim Cummings got boned out of residuals. Well, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Why aren't you tied in more into Hollywood and how it works? Footage of the film's recording sessions available on the 2017 Blu-ray release reveal that Irons did sing the entire first verse of the song. Mm. However, it is clear, thanks to a subtle but discernible shift in the vocals heard in Scar's lead vocal, that Cummings performed the final verse, which mm. is everything from be prepared for the coup of the century and onwards from that. 
Jim Cummings confirmed this in interviews, claiming that he sang the last verse due to Irons developing vocal problems during the recording session. Take a listen to number 16 and see if you can pick up on the change in vocals. So prepare for a chance of a lifetime. Be prepared for sensational news. A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be rewarded. Well, at last, the future is littered with prizes. And though I may not receive, the point that I must emphasize is you won't get a sniff without me. Not at all. No, I didn't at hear all. it at all. I mean, it, it sounds like it's it's the the softer stuff was Jeremy Irons, and then the the aggressive stuff was was Homeboy, but yeah, David um, Bowie. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um, too soon. But that sounds pretty much identical to me, and I'm a, an expert in a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Uh, okay. Well, I just can't wait to be King. Performs an important role in the film. While it might seem playful, it describes the assumption that with age or power comes a certain amount of freedom. Rather, it foreshadows that often with age and power come great responsibility, a major lesson of this whole story, told through the playful lyrics sung by Simba and Nala in their youth, number 17. Seen a king of beasts with quite so little hair. No one's saying do this. Now when I said that, no one's saying be there. What I meant was, no one's saying stop that. No, what you don't no realize. Saying, see So glad you didn't cut it off. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the original motion picture soundtrack is not the only music to appear in the film. I'm talking, of course, about The Lion Sleeps Tonight, number 18. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. I can't hear you, buddy. Back me up. Oh, wee. That was a clean eye note. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Nathan Lane. The use of the song The Lion Sleeps Tonight in a scene with Timon and Pumbaa led to disputes between Disney and the family of South African composer Solomon Linda, who wrote the song originally titled. Okay, Uh this is one I don't know how to pronounce. Here it comes. 
Mabube. <laughs> Every, you did great. The, we'll the, with that one. Yeah, the fourth grader in me is dying right now. <laughs> it's M B U B E. Mabube. 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 My wife. Mabube. Solomon Linda uh, wrote the song in 1939, number 19. <laughs> Coming to America. <laughs> intro to Coming to America. Is it? That's literally what it sounds like. Intro to Coming to America. It kind of sounded like mumble rap for a little bit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. I love that. Weren't you saying, Jeremy, that the uh, uh, the lion sleeps tonight, the, the gal who did the high note also did something else in the haunted man? Remember, you were talking about it on another Spectro Time segment. Um, in the version, and I believe it was in the 50s or the 60s, by the tokens. Yes. Um, the high part at the end uh, was she's the lady that's kind of like dressed like a pig, like a pig woman at the end in the in the graveyard scene. Of oh of, of haunted uh, mansion. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She was the opera singer. And she yeah, and yes. she's also one of the country bears. That's yes. Um, her name. Oh God, I don't want. Who oh, is it? I want to say it's Luli Jean Norman. Yeah, that sounds right. Let's go with yes. Um, and she also was the opening to this Star Trek, you know, the... Yeah, but no one cares oh. about Star Trek. Oh, that's yeah, right, that's right, that's right. Over the um, the theremin. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool, all right. See, yeah. I pay attention sometimes. You are, you're making connections, and that's what I like to see, you know? <laughs> I just, they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in July of 2004, Solomon Linda's family filed suit seeking $1.6 million in royalties from Damn. Disney. Hell yeah. In February 2006, Linda's heirs reached a legal settlement with Abilene Music, who held the worldwide rights and had licensed the song legally to Disney for an undisclosed amount of money. The song, originally made famous in America by the Tokens, as I said, well, I guess it wasn't legal that they licensed it because they got money from Abilene. So. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you know. I, I would I would be willing to bet there's a lot of these sort of uh, you know I don't want to say <clears throat> uh, backwoods, but in a in a positive light. Usually that word is is very negative. But I'm thinking like a lot of blues songs. Yeah. Pro- people probably saved a bunch of money. I mean, I know this. That's what they used to. They would and then they would go and record like a song that they wrote, and their songs got stolen yeah. by record labels. I'm I'm sure that is basically what happened. Here, someone in a record label, because there's no way these people are ever going to figure out that I stole their music, and they're going to make a bunch of money, and the artist is parking cars yes, or whatever. So, yeah, good for them. Um, well, the song, originally made famous by the Tokens, as I said, returned in the live-action remake of The Lion King this year, performed by Lebo M. Oh. Under its original Sol- Solomon Linda title, Mabube, number 20. <laughs> Turn 
telling you. We just if found that a dad rap beat right there. If bro. that doesn't, yes. If that does a Disney dad That's rap good. beat, if that doesn't have like hardcore rap beat to it like yeah. produ- production over oh, it i don't know what does version. man that was insane yeah that's very modern the very modern like uh beat. I, it was great that sounded good i want you to i love it that i track. have listened to that on my headphones every day this week going to work <laughs> really it's so good yeah. can't stop won't stop <laughs> Rockefeller. <laughs> you should stop oh, audiences <laughs> <laughs> got him <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Don't listen to Beth. She's never here anyway. <laughs> yeah, who's that voice? Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. Got her. Oh, I know. We miss you. I love the, when the full ensemble is in the house. <laughs> Audiences of the film will recognize another song from the Enchanted Tiki Room. During the film's climax, when Timon is distracting the hyenas, he performs number 21. Oh, sorry. I was chatting. I was, being, I was being Terrence for a second. 21, here it comes. Wow! If you're hungry for a hunk of fat and juicy meat, eat my buddy Bumble here because he has a treat. Coming down a dine on a spicy swine, all you have to do is get in line. Ah, you ache it? Yup, yup, yup. For some bacon? Yup, yup, yup. He's a big pig? Yup, yup. You can be a big pig too. Three! <laughs> wow. Huh. <laughs> huh. Didn't know. <laughs> no, I didn't know. That's great. Hmm. This is a rendition of the Hawaiian war chant popularized by Spike Jones. Take a listen to that here, followed by the version that ended up in the Enchanted Tiki Room, number 22. That's right. Imagine that's your talent. I love that. Uh, Give me some rum. Limes, sugar, and some poo poo on a platter. I love it. And now, full dis- well, full credit hmm. because I only know that bit of trivia about the Lion King because a listener wrote in after I did my Tiki Room segment, and you read that feedback at the 100th live show. Oh. I don't remember. And they said, hey, isn't that song in performed by Timon? Um, so I only know that thanks to a, a good listener. Wow. Name. But I don't know who it was. Oh, man. Well, let's just say it was me. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King won two. Acadium. Uh, Acadium. <laughs> uh, is that a, an element? Like Nickel Cadium <laughs> is, is a Cadium. Two Oscars in 1995, both for music. Three of its songs were nominated for Best Musical Original Best Music Original Song, Circle of Life, Hakuna Matata, and the winner, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? It also won the Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Elton John's pop version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight became the best-selling single of 1994. It also earned Elton John the Grammy Award for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. Mm. It was originally intended to be sung by only Timon and Pumbaa, who starred off the song, but Elton John protested that idea, saying it was meant to follow Disney's tradition of great love songs and that it could express the lion's feelings for each other far better than dialogue alone could. Ultimately, it was sung by an off-screen voice, that of Crystal Edwards' Number 23. Imagine being that secure. I've never, I would never have this feeling, but being that secure <laughs> in your work that you go, no, 
this is a great song and it needs to be here. Well, like I've done a really good job pu- pulling this emotion into the uh, from these words. Yeah. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you use this in any other way? Well, and as an art, well, as an artist, he created it with something in mind and yeah. for that not to happen. I think Amazing. he has a little bit of creative life. <laughs> Jeremy was singing along. And if they oh. fall. <laughs> God, I can't wait for December 14th. It's going to be amazing. Karaoke it's going to be a doozy. <sighs> yeah. This is almost a three hour episode. <laughs> yeah. We're an hour and a half. We're almost done. I have four hours the of news m- after this. The movie also took home the Academy Award for Best Music Original Score by Hans Zimmer. It is the only soundtrack for an animated film to be certified diamond, which is 10 times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. How many movies have this many iconic hits? I don't know. Hercules? None. None. Mary Poppins? The Lion King. Well, maybe maybe The Sound of Music. Maybe. The Lion King remains popular with audiences even today, except for Terrence having a sequel. (laughs) A Broadway show and the live-action remake that came out just this year. Its music can be found in countless Disney theme park shows and attractions, including World of Color, Mickey's PhilharMagic, Mickey's Sensational Parade, R.I.P., Festival of the Lion King, Disney Illuminations at Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Forever, among many others. And, of course, who could forget when the gospel version of Circle of Life performed by the Florida Mass Choir served as the finale of Epcot's Illuminations 25, number 24. I'm confused. 25? we stand side by side, young and old, as one. After all, this is really a festival of friendship, a celebration of family, a circle of life. And now, your host. From the day we arrive on the planet, and making steps into the sun. Of a note there at the end, man. You're welcome. Gave me goosebumps. For being assumed he would be too busy and too expensive, for his part, Elton John described his work on The Lion King as one of the happiest experiences of my life. Oh. And that is the music of The Lion King. Well done, sir. That was awesome. That was a good job. Wow. Uh, Bev gave it a standing ovation, even. Wow. Yeah. I or she had to stretch. I, I, cho- I almost didn't get through the last line. Really? I, I, it sounded like you were about to start crying. <laughs> I was. <laughs> oh, good job, Jeremy. 
Thank you. Really excellent. Yeah, You're very welcome. Ooh, that was. Good you alright? Yeah. You doing okay? I gave it all. I gave my all. I gotta go to bed. You left it all out there. I did my best. <laughs> you wanna stand for news? I mean, it. I'm already up. Might as well, right? Yeah. What are you drinking? You looks like you're drinking a Monster Energy drink or something. I, no, it's it's a uh, Jack's Abbey craft lager. Oh, craft. Oh, that's cool. That's how you know it's craft. It's got to be the uh, Jack'sAbbey.com from Framingham, Massachusetts. Um, I guarantee you, it's owned by Anheuser Busch. I guarantee you. I don't know why. Look that up, Beverly. I am. All right. While I do, you, do you want to stay on for news? You don't have. I'm going to stay on. What the hell? Okay. Here we go. Oh, what the hey. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. All right, what are we going to start with here? Um, the Muppets. Remember I told you, I think a couple months ago, that the Muppets were coming back to Disney Plus and do a whole series. Yeah. And we were lamenting the fact that it was involved with Josh Gad. Mm. More like, Josh, gag me with a spoon. Am I right? For real. Well, that is uh, canceled. Oh, for real? Yeah, he canceled. I'm like happy Gad bye. Yeah, gad bye. <laughs> uh, Disney Plus had a, has abandoned plans for a, script, a scripted Muppets series that was being worked on by Josh Gad. Adam Horowitz. Wasn't he in the Beastie Boys? Yes. Yes. Is it the same Adam Horowitz? Wasn't he the one that died? Because I would kind of love... Well, maybe that's why it was scrapped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why it got canceled. Yeah. Do me a favor, no, Taryn. Adam Horowitz is Someone... one of the writers from... Um, he was, I think he was a writer on Lost and like Once oh, yeah, Upon a he's Time. He's a screenwriter. But he also is a Beastie Boy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's Ad-Rock. Yeah. Oh, it's, really? it's the same guy? No. You mean to tell me Ad-Rock wrote for Lost? Okay. Different right. people. Okay, so he's not also... Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. But he also has the same name, is what I meant. <laughs> Great, God <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Lost. It definitely I love it. Was Though the trio's plan to take on the beloved Jim Henson characters has never been formally announced, sources confirm that it has been in the works for months at the streaming service. According to an individual with knowledge of the decision, Gad, Horowitz, and Kitsitz decided to walk away from the series after new leadership at Muppets Studios opted to take the series in a different direction. You mean fix it? The news comes less than three weeks after Disney announced D- D23 that they were moving forward on a short-form unscripted Muppet series titled Muppets Now. So they announced it at D23, and then these people decided to go, I don't really like where it's going, yeah. so we're going to leave it. Come on. It makes me like Josh Gad even less. Is that possible? No, it's not, not really. possible. No. Um, I know Jeremy loves it. He loves the fact that the Muppets are not coming back. I love the Muppets. I don't think Disney's done anything good with them since they bought the franchise. So I'm like, you yeah. know what? Leave it alone. Don't do anything. Doing nothing is better than doing something. The TV show was hilarious. The TV show was cool. It needed work, but it was cool. It should not have been canceled. I agree. Yeah. Chip. It's all about Chip. Did you watch that TV show, Jer? No. No. Oh. Well, was, well, see, there you go. You can't comment. Get out of here. They had really already lost funny. me with that Tina Fey movie. That, well, well, that well, was stupid. Nobody saw that. That's the problem is you watch that Jason, whatever his name is, and you watch that thing. You watch a Tina Fey movie. Like, no, don't watch those. You hear that Tina Fey's involved in it. It's going to be bad. Wow. That's Disagree. Not. Have you ever seen okay. I first saw of all, her at Disneyland. I haven't seen, uh, uh, whatever you said, 30 Rock. I don't mean to say it's bad, but it's not going to be the Muppets. I think these people, if you have big person, here's the problem with the Muppets. 
They have personalities of their own. If you have big personalities coming into a right for them or acting with them, right. I think it ruins the vibe of the Muppets. Okay, I can understand. You, that. you know what I mean? You, you you can't you can't write to to have Kermit co-star. The humans are the straight guys. Yeah, they and they have to be yeah. that way. That. And you're getting comedic actors to write for them. It doesn't work. I get that. I get I don't that. Like but it. the original Muppet Show had had famous guest stars on all the time. Guest stars but that weren't writers. writing for the oh, Muppets. Writing. Yeah, right, Frank Oz. Who cares? Right. Um, Disney patents quote scent blending to create more immersive attractions. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, They just patented a new type of scent technology. Um, it's meant to provide time-varying scent effects in a scripted ent- entertainment event, end quote. Essentially, this technology will disperse scents in a way that allows for transitions between scenes, such as one scent lessening in intensity as another scent becomes stronger. Right now, it's just a machine with a scent cartridge in, and that blows. It yeah. just pushes yeah. air through, and then that's that's what it is. So in the Honda Mansion, uh, all this place, that's Soren. That's Soren. That's all it is. But this, uh, the diagram has like four of these injection feeds through a fan, and it's like it's that, a whole thing. That's fascinating. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and it's 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 weird because it's sort of that 4D experience that Disney chases. But then when you go through Soren or whatever, it doesn't really work. The, the right. only time it works the best is in the Honda Mansion. For the gingerbread. Christmas. Yeah, because yeah, that's not really the gingerbread that you're smelling. It's the scents that they exactly. buy from a company. Like, it's a thing, right? But and it's blown I sm- through I their own I smell it in Mike and Sully. I've never smelled. Oh, yeah. one yeah, time. Like soy sauce. Ginger. Yeah, g- the through the sushi area. That's never it. never smelled it. One time. And in Soren, you, you, you can smell the orange orchard. And dirt. Yeah. Like, when the dust hits you in the face, there's yes, like a dirt smell. But my point is, consistently, it never works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work consistently. Hana mm-hmm. Mansion's the only one that it wants consistently because it's constant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my opinion. Right, Jeremy? I think that the Monsters Inc. thing smells like soap suds at the end, and it annoys me. <laughs> what do you hate? But they clean? got all clean. You hate cleanliness? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ginger. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting um, article and uh, one that I find that uh, people will appreciate. Apparently, in the Netherlands, Disney Plus is already live. What? For a trial basis. Wow. Yeah. On the in the Netherlands, for some reason. Huh. Um, as part of the beta test, Dutch users can use Disney Plus, get this, for free until November 12th. Probably wow. because the Dutch are nicer and they'll probably get better feedback. Oh, yeah, that's very good. <laughs> I don't know. That's my Dutch accent. Uh, and there's a huge selection of movies and shows available from across the different franchises, including Marvel, National Geographic, and Star Wars. It's also worth noting that the Netherlands has some movies that won't be available in other countries, like Mary Poppins Returns, because of existing contracts with uh, Netflix and stuff. And they give a ton of, uh, they give all of the, the, the movies here in this article. I'm literally not going to read all of them because I would even bore myself, but I just thought it was pretty funny. Like some of the movies they have, um, they have uh, Race to Witch Mountain. I don't know if everyone's seen Mars Needs Moms. Yeah, I think that was an old one. Flubber, but I don't know if it's like the remake of the. F- oh, f- oh, it's f- well. Anyway, they misspelled it. It's Flumber. Uh, cool Runnings. Yeah, uh, very good. I forgot that was a Disney movie. <clears throat> you oh know, yes, All the Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbeans. Um, Princess Protection Program. Is anybody really dying to see Princess Protection Program? Teen Beach Movie? 
Teen what Beach. About Beverly Hills two? Chihuahua Part Two. <laughs> um, you know what? I let me let me get there because I don't know that it, it it's not uh, Mama Vampire. I the little okay, and then we get into the weird Mulan Two, Little Mermaid Two, Cinderella Two, Cinderella Three. Aladdin Return of Jafar, Aladdin the King of Thieves, Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas, which we talked about yeah, in our it. sequel show. Okay. Do you really? Yeah, on the VHS. The Lion King animated. Um, Oz Great and Powerful. So Pete's Dragon, with the live action one, The Muppets, of course, Christopher Robin. There's a lot of a lot of stuff, million dollar arms, so but some of these are the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. you know, movies that we've sort of talked about and maybe heard about, but I don't know. Tinkerbell, Secret of the Wings. I've what? seen that. <laughs> have you? Yeah, it was on Netflix. I have a daughter. You do have a I daughter. I really liked right. that movie, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Tinkerbell finds out she has a sister. They have matching wings. Well, that would imagine. Spoiler would imagine. Alert. So, <laughs> so <laughs> now I don't have to scratch that one off. Uh, blank check. John Carter of Mars. I liked that movie. That movie tanked, but I really liked it. Spaceman and King Arthur's Court. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah, I think that was like a 60s, 70s. Fantasia 2000, Fantasia, uh, Cat from Outer Space, The Black Hole. I remember. I, I think I remember watching that as a, as a little guy. Um, Jeremy, just to answer your question, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 1, 2, and 3. They greenlit a third. <laughs> First. Um, yeah, well, true. Great. Also, a th- another throwback to our Disney sequels that I was just talking about, random movies, that a lot of these movies that Disney did were terrible. The Biscuit Eater. I don't know what that is. It's about like a kid and his dog or whatever, wow. but it's called The Biscuit Eater. That's, you can watch that if you're in the Netherlands. I wonder if we can set our VPN <laughs> to, to uh, the Netherlands and watch. I won't try that. <laughs> the Black Cauldron. Nobody's ever seen that movie. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of cool stuff. I don't know how much of this is going to be like shifting over, but um, they're going to have a lot of content. Here's another throwback, uh, an article that I told you that I would be watching, and, and this is a follow-up on it. Shanghai Disney, Report, uh, Shanghai Disney Resort said on Wednesday it has officially implemented its new food policy for guests and adjusted security screening procedures for a more pleasant Visit. Uh, effective immediately, visitors can bring outside food and beverage items into Shanghai Disneyland for self-consumption. Yes. If you remember this conversation we had a couple shows ago, providing they do not require heating, reheating, processing, refrigeration, or temperature control, and do not have pungent odors. <laughs> Which I love that that's a... First of all, that's just... All of that sounds disgusting because... Right. I feel like there's a necessity to state these things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what's weird. Is it's like all of that is kind of duh. Right. Hand me another saltine. <laughs> uh, can you uh, put this in your refrigerator while I go ride Splash Mountain, please? <laughs> Anybody like some lutefisk? <laughs> that's written for the people who heat up fish at work. Yeah. Oh, they're literally the worst. It's happened. I, I fish head soup. Oh. Yeah. It happens. Not cool. Fish head soup at your work? People yeah. reheat that? Yeah. <sighs> Bruh. People heat that? That's true. Uh, here's the thing I, I just learned about the other day, uh, Disney Plus. It won't let you binge watch. What? 
what? They're going, yeah, they're going to meter out content. So yes. when you do it's like the series and stuff, you they're going to do the one you know episode a week release. So that they're not the only ones. There's another n- new one coming out. Apple. Apple's isn't going to do it either. And I, I just I'm like, why are you? Why is that the battle that I you're know. fighting? Like, well, that's so, what people like about. I Netflix. also hate that. I have an allotted amount of time to like. Yes. If I have a free Saturday and I want to watch a show. I want to watch as much of that show as I possibly can. Yeah. In that, yeah. else, otherwise, I'm not going to sit down for another two weeks to watch TV. Yeah. Totally. Only if there was a word for that. It starts with a B. 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 Binge. Binge. Oh. Only. Yeah. Literally. Anyway, so <laughs> I won't read the whole article because it's really boring. But basically, they're saying that um, Netflix's quarter two report was lower than uh, projected. And they say it's part in part because they give you all the content and people just run through the content and, and that's it. Back, yeah. yeah, and so if you time gate the content that people are trying to watch, mm-hmm. that you're going to get people staying on as subscribers for longer. They're thinking that some th- that that people are dumping Netflix when they watch the thing that they want to watch. That makes that's sense. That's not happening. But, no, but that does who make sense. That's what I do. But do you really do that, Jeremy? Yeah, I sign up and sign off as shows that I like come on. Really? I do that with stars, uh-huh. but not huh. like... That's weird. But it, See, there you go. It does make sense because if you are going for one specific thing, you have that entire thing at one time, you run through the whole thing and then you get rid of the thing. Yeah, but there's so but much you, on there. But, but think about Beverly, who has a free Saturday to watch, and she only gets one episode mm-hmm. of something. Well, well, let me see what else is on. And so especially if you don't have the whatever level where you have no advertisement, that's no. huge for them. That's what they want. They Hulu want you to, now, yeah. Well, I mean, they want of, you to keep coming back and stay there as long yeah. as possible. Out of principle, I wouldn't sign up for that service. <laughs> or I wouldn't start watching like a show that isn't all, well, all released. I, and if you remember that, that Netflix tried to do this with, with some show, and I forget the name of it, but the, uh, the where they would just drop the first episode and they would just wait a week. And the backlash online was yeah. terrible. Hulu does this with people the Handmaid's were, Tale. Pissed off, but people were mad. mad. People were, oh, you're right. It's not live because that's a Hulu show, right? People were legitimately mad at Netflix, and then they reversed that decision. Right. So the fact that they're moving, so Netflix is going to start doing this also. So Disney's kind of following their lead. So basically, streaming people, this is what's going to happen. Right. This is the future moving forward. You can't just watch four episodes of Stranger Things. Now you have to wait. And I don't. I just. I would just wait till the whole thing's out and then watch it. I'm sorry. Same. I thought this was America. I thought I could do whatever I wanted to do. Guess I have to be it's also, productive. Well, then Saturday I'll just watch now. NBC. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Well, I think it's different for for us, Jason, because we don't have cable. Right. So we have to find something on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's why we're not going to cancel it right. after we watch the oh, show. We watch. No, I'm never going to do that. Yeah, I'm not as crazy as Jeremy. <laughs> that's for. That's for sure, dude. Uh, this is cool. From Disneyland Resort, there's a new pedestrian bridge. It's been added to the new parking structure. Um, a 6,500 space parking structure is currently under construction near the Mickey and Friends structure at a Disneyland Resort. We are pleased. This is the Disney Parks blog, so expect a pun or two, I'm sure. Uh, we are pleased to share the project is starting to take shape and will now also feature a new pedestrian bridge over Magic Way. The new bridge will connect visitors from the parking structure over Magic Way to the rest of the resort, allowing guests the option to stroll through the downtown Disney district to the theme park's main entrance. In addition, the new bridge eliminates the foot traffic crossing the street at Disneyland Drive and Magic Way, providing not only convenience, but also greater pedestrian safety 
and better traffic regulator. That's pretty good, actually. I yeah. Like it. So there you go. If you're in the parking lot, you're parking there, look for the new bridge. Cool. Under the bridge on Disney Way. <laughs> that's where <laughs> I gave myself. A, I don't know. I don't know. I think, is that all the news? Dude, did I run through all the news already? I have one more. All right, what's up? You guys hear about the uh, family? The Compton family in the fight? And no! Mickey's Toontown? No! Didn't show up for their arraignment. Uh, really? Yes. <laughs> Damn, boy. Dude, the um, the main dude, the I'm ready to go to jail tonight yeah, dude, yeah. has like, I think it was five or six felony charges against Shocking. him. Um, wow. And then his brother and his girlfriend each have three or four misdemeanors, but he has like felony child endangerment, felony... Um, assault and battery, felony. He has. They they had a uh, because of the way that he was hitting his girlfriend at one point. Yeah. You mean close fist? Close fist. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, assault Air. with a deadly weapon. Wow, dude. Yeah, I got, like I got deadly weapons. And, Honestly, and I wonder. Show up to the I wonder what that guy's history looks like. Oh, yeah. Like, I wonder like what his rap sheet. That? Black and blue, probably. <laughs> yes. Wow, Straight A's, full scholarship. <laughs> totally. He was a break from USC. I just want to uh, point out that that new parking structure, if it's full, is going to make Disneyland one hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars a day. <laughs> Why are you crying about? I'm it? coughing, <laughs> <laughs> and it depresses me a little. Uh, what happens to you if you don't show up for your arraignment? You get warrant. a warrant. You have a warrant. You have a, a warrant for your arrest. And so none of them showed up. The three people who were supposed to show up, none of them showed up. Smart. Tell me CPS has that kid. Has oh, that I kid. Oh, I hope so, man. Especially after I that. So. I mean, it's not like they don't know where they live. I know. Unless they're going to go fly to, like, Ensenada or whatever. Maybe Mama has him. Mama in the, the wheelchair. Granny. Yeah. Granny. Yeah. Man. Uh, this is w- a weird one, and it's up on my computer, so I'll just read it. Disney now has a, su- a subscription box for adult fans. That's the title of the thing. I know. I was very intrigued as well. <laughs> Um, and it's full of exclusive products that honor the company's history. Basically, you know, you guys all know the the subscription boxes where you pay a certain amount of money, and oh, you yeah. just get you get merchandise that you don't pick out. You just they're, they're it's quote it's curated, like a, it's a loot box kind of a thing. It's exactly whatever. what. Yeah. yeah, that's a sub, yeah any sort huh. of thing, right? Okay. Bev, you do a lot of I subscription have two of them, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this one is uh, from Disney. It's called the Disney Backstage Collection, and the first one is a, um, a a faded sort of gray shirt that says Disney Bros, like Disney Brothers Studio, oh. established 1923. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Um, it's thirty five bucks a month. And you get a pin, and it has like the number of the like old studio on the sleeve. I don't know. It looks very um, like something you would find in Target. <laughs> There's three monthly subscription tiers you can sign up for: three months at three thirty nine ninety nine a month, six months at thirty seven ninety nine, and one year at thirty four. Imagine getting a twelve pieces of merchandise that you have no say in. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Yeah, I just I, I've never I've never done the subscription boxes because. Because of that. Like, right. what if I don't want this shirt? And I know I can send it back, but I probably won't. Right. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. Jeremy, that's all the news I have, man. All right. Well, we'll just discuss the rest then. In-depth. <laughs> Here's up in-depth. I do have um, a lot of news for that. I'm, I'm thinking that you might be right. Maybe we should try to do that live on Patreon. That wasn't... I didn't say we should do that. You didn't? Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Jeremy, um, <clears throat> thank you very much. Before I let you go, yeah. the 21st Amendment 
has been serving craft beer. I don't know why I yelled at you. Uh, has been serving craft beer in the San Francisco Bay Area for 19 years, from their initial brew pub on Second Street, just two blocks from Giant Stadium in San Francisco, to their production brewery and tap room across the bay in San Leandro. The 21st Amendment is now available in 29 states, including in and around the parks. Next time you're in San Francisco, visit the brew pub and shoot over to neighboring San Leandro to check out the new production brewery and tap room for great beers and good food. And be sure to ask for the 21st Amendment wherever you find good craft beer, which Taryn and I will be doing in Disney, or excuse me, in DCA, October 12th through the 15th. We're going to be there, so if you're there, wave at us, but don't ever approach us. <laughs> Jeremy, when you're here, you got to come out. You're, I know you're staying for like four years. We're going to go to uh, 21st Amendment. Let's do it. We'll take you. We'll take you beer tasting. I've always wanted to go to San Leandro. San Leandro. The, the Dro's pretty tight. I'm not going to lie. Literally. Dro. The Dro. <laughs> fly fly into Dro. Oakland, bro. It's right there. Yeah. We'll pick you What's up. The, we'll take you it's out. It's like literally we'll, on the same street. Yeah. Fly into <laughs> Oakland. Well, uh, look, we're, we got We'll figure out all your flights. We'll time it all together. We'll take you to a Tiki Bar. We'll go to the 21st Amendment. We'll do a whole bunch. Of, we'll go to the Trader Sand Trader Vicks. Trader Vicks. Yeah. We can go over to. Um, Forbid, is it Forbidden Island? Yeah, I've never oh, been there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. All right, Jeremy. <clears throat> Thanks, man. I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you. And tune into SpectroRadio.us for all your Disney music. Okay, guys? Okay. Don't do yell it. at me, dude. Just do it. Okay. All right, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Bye. 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 Is that her out? Uh, that's it's not... It's time for the show. <laughs> Hold on. The Starting show. again. Hold on. I need to eat dinner. Sounds like a horse. Are you just like everything? everything at the same time? Yeah. Time for the secret show. Scary. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. All right, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for everybody listening live. I appreciate that even more. Hopefully the uh, chat room is fun for everybody. I'm sorry I did not get to uh, read everything and participate as much as I wanted to, but I did see someone just said Spider-Man's farts. So that shows you how much the chat room uh, needs therapy. We will see you guys next week live. We're going to record again on the 19th, I believe is what it is. And uh, in the meantime, subscribe to the Supreme Resort. Check out everything that's going on on patreon.com slash ears up. We have in-depth for you. We have a whole bunch of stuff. So until next time, we'll see you in the parks. <laughs>